Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. I am your host, Nicole Jensen, mother of three, physical therapist, fitness lover, and life coach. My Tune In journey began when I took up yoga, meditation, and mindfulness many years ago. They have been a catalyst in helping me become more aware of my thoughts, behaviors, and patterns, and to accept myself where I am. But it is not enough to be aware. One also needs to take action. This show is for anyone who knows in their soul that there is more to life, but doesn't know how to access it. Each week, I will bring you the tools, tips, and share stories of how you can learn to tune in to who you really are at your essence and learn to live with intention and with fulfillment. Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. My goal on here with this podcast is to bring you content and information that's going to help your life be easier based on the things that I am researching and studying and things that are happening in my life that I maybe learned the hard way or have done the research about it and just want to share it with you. And that's that's my heartbeat on here. That's my purpose for this podcast. Um, of course, there are so many things that have come out of it by doing it, but that's my main purpose. So this topic that I want to talk about today and share with you is huge. I, I can't help but think it's probably the answer to everything in life. I know that sounds so crazy, but that's, that's just my opinion. I feel like if we can master this in life, then everything else is just going to feel so easy. And the topic is emotional regulation. And it is something that I have struggled with most of my life. And I don't even want to say struggle because I, I wasn't even aware that I was having difficulty with it because when I was growing up, it wasn't known. It wasn't talked about. There was not a lot of information about it. The way that things were handled when I was a child were basically you just shove it down. You just keep moving on. And there's no fault to my parents or other parents of that generation. That is what they knew. That's how they were taught. And now that no longer flies it, we know too much. And the research is out there that by stuffing it, avoiding it, or having habits to distract you from feeling only prolong the feelings and actually make them worse. So I just recently got back from a cruise and trip to Europe and I used the 11 days that we were away as a place to practice emotional regulation. And it was hard because it was out of my norm. I didn't have my processes and routines that I normally do when I'm home. I had the kids hundred percent of the time. Family was there. There was some communication difficulties with my brothers being deaf and my brother's wife. So just communication is a little bit more challenging and different languages sleep deprivation. So there were lots and lots of things that could throw lots of people on the cruise, food everywhere. So it wasn't a natural environment. And I chose that time because it wasn't a natural environment. I have been able to make a lot of progress with emotional regulation when I'm home in my own habitat, my own environment. But during that 11 days, it was, it was a challenge. And the first five or six probably I would say 
were, were harder because I was just getting used to what our days were like. Every day was different. Every port was different. Every excursion we went on to off the boat was different. And, but the same thing, the same thread was if I could learn to keep myself regulated, if I could learn to keep myself centered, then nothing bothered me. It, it could be like, we were lost. We were lost in, where was it? Uh, I think it was Marseille, France, or I don't know. It was either France or Spain. We were lost. We went, we decided to do our own excursion instead of the one, like one that you sign up for. And, you know, we're in a different country, different language. Um, we misunderstood the directions where to get the boat. I mean, sorry, the shuttle off the boat. And so we took one that just took us to the end of the port and then we didn't know what to do. And so it was hot and the kids were getting frustrated and my brother and I and sister-in-law were getting frustrated. But I noticed if I could keep myself calm inside, then the people around me, you know, they might lose their patience here and there, but overall they would stay a little calmer. So our society has so many distractions that people use to cope with their emotions. We have all these emotions that we feel that we're, that we don't feel comfortable with. So some examples are sadness, anger, frustration, helplessness, embarrassment, things like that. And so when we feel those emotions, it's uncomfortable. We don't like to feel them. So we will do whatever it takes to not feel those emotions. We'll grab our phone. That's usually the primary thing. Some people overexercise. Some people will overeat, smoke, drink, do drugs, sex, um, whatever. They, they will find pornography. They will find some coping mechanism to not feel those feelings. And all that does is prolong the feelings and you never actually feel them and you never actually make any progress on regulating yourself emotionally. So I want to give a couple of examples of how this played out. It was our last day. We were coming back from JFK to Phoenix and we were, no, actually it was from Rome to JFK and the kids and I wanted to get a couple snacks before we got on and we were very rushed in in getting on. And so there was a family in front of us. They were having some problems paying. And so that prolonged it. And inevitably we ended up just like leaving our leaving our stuff there and just running off the plane, running onto the plane. And thank God we did because we ended up having to take a shuttle to the plane. And it ended up being long. We were on the last one before before it left, even though we were at the gate on time. But when we got there, there was a family that was really struggling. They were fighting verbally and it was a mother, father and two adult children. So the children were probably in their mid twenties. The parents were probably early to mid fifties. And the kids were just, my kids were just stand, you know, watching. I was watching because it was really interesting to hear the dialogue that was going back and forth. Now I'm going to backtrack a little bit because it was just perfect that this happened shortly after something that happened with my family. So we were walking in from customs or through security and one of my kids was dragging their feet and it's annoying, but you know, I pick my battles. I don't fight all my battles because I, I just couldn't. And so one of the other children said something to them and was like, 
with a tone. I heard the tone later on when I asked them if, you know, they felt like they had a tone. They said no, but I heard it. And the other child that was dragging their feet heard it. And basically they said, can you stop dragging your feet? And that's what it sounded like. And so the child that was dragging their feet, you know, didn't like that. They didn't like the way they said it. And so it was like, Hey, can you, can you ask me a little bit nicer next time? And child number one was like, well, I did ask you nicely. And then it, you know, a little bit of kicking, a little bit of shoving, a little bit of words that happened. And I had just decided that day that I was, I knew it was going to be a hard day. We were going to be traveling for 19 hours. And I just decided that I wasn't going to let anything bother me. And I just listened. I didn't stop them. I didn't butt in. I didn't try to intervene. I just listened to what they were saying. And then at some point, you know, I said to both of them, I said, you know, you both could have handled that better. Well, no, it was their fault. No, it was their fault. No, it's both of your faults because neither one of you handled it well. And, you know, what could you have done differently? You know, probably wasn't the time to say that to them because they were still heated and in the moment. But fast forward about, you know, 30 minutes or so, we get on that shuttle and we witness the family going through something similar. And, you know, they're grown ass adults having the same issues, but they're, you know, why, why did you make us do that? And why did, why didn't we go this way? It's all your fault that we almost missed the plane. And the daughter's yelling at the mother and the mother doesn't know what to do. And, you know, I just, I stepped back and just watched that. Like if, if they could have had a conversation that was calm, you know, instead of everybody being angry, I know they were stressed because they thought they were going to miss the plane, but just how much better that would have gone if they could have just taken a step back and calmly had a conversation about what had just happened. And like, how can we learn from this? What can we, how can we grow? But instead it was just anger, anger, anger. And once that happens, it's painful. It's painful to the people that receive it. It's painful to the people that are saying it and words damage, and it's hard to take them back. So it was a great learning experience for, for my kids to experience what they experience as well as watching that other family. And it was interesting. One of my children said to me, well, aren't, aren't you not supposed to, haven't you taught us to not let people, um, other people influence how you feel? And I said, yeah, of course, but like, that's, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. But here I am 50 years old and I'm still working on that every day. I can't expect you to do that. But if you, if you know that and you can learn that, that would be awesome. So this emotional regulation piece is huge. And if we could just learn to stop the distractions, stop trying to avoid the way that we feel and actually sit in it, feel in it. This is something that I tell the person I'm dating all the time is I need to feel it. So when I have a frustration, when I have something that I'm sad about, I want to talk about that. I, I, I won't sit in it for long, but when it happens, I, I need to feel it because then I get through it. If I try to do positive thinking. If I try to pretend it doesn't bother me, it always comes back and bites me in the ass. And so he's learned at this point, you know, like, I'm just going to listen, not going to try to fix it. I'm not going to make you try to feel better because that's his go-to is, which I appreciate the positive thinking because he's a very positive guy, but it doesn't help me. It actually makes me want to strangle him <laughs> because I don't want to be positive in that point. And I, I've gotten myself to the point where now I'm able to regulate my emotions so much better because I feel them in real time. And then I process them and I get to the other side, like within a day, the longest is, is what it takes me. I don't sit there and hold a grudge forever and ever and ever. Whereas before I might shove something down or do something to cope with those 
uncomfortable feelings. And then afterwards, it will keep coming up. It's like, it's going to constantly keep coming up until I learn that lesson. So I hope this helps you. I hope to have other podcasts about it. And I'm doing some, I'm reading a book right now about it that talks about how to reset when that happens. And so I hope to bring that to you in the next couple of weeks as I assimilate it and, um, you know, really start to, to understand how it works. So I hope this helps and have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of tune in discovering your authentic self. If you found this valuable, please share it with a friend and it would mean the world to me if you left a review. I love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Renee Jensen.